Today we are visiting a friend, Lucas Wool, that I met in 2018 when I went to his farm for a permaculture course. And since then this place became a home and also a learning space for me and for many other young people that come to learn with Lucas. We are very excited to share this story with you. Enjoy. We can create a world that looks even better than the paradise we read in the Bible. The, the war that we are fighting is not against a certain enemy or so. Actually, we are fighting a war against ourselves. Let's say with our bad habits, with our old habits. And I know how hard it is to, to leave old beliefs. Maybe one of the most important things I discovered is that often we mix up our role in the society with ourselves. So we, we identify with what we do and with what we have. And this is a big problem to change. I myself once said one thing is like with the upcoming farming or agriculture, humans started to take away nature and to put in plantations which is artificial growing systems with all the problems you have with it. Erosion, loss of water, work, slavery, hierarchy, human history in total, which to a big extent basis on that we started agriculture. Me as a permaculturist, I don't really use the term a lot because then you end again, you, you put a flag up and you put yourself, you, you nail it on a certain term and that's stupid. But uh, let's say restoration, ecological restoration or so, is I take away the plantation and I bring back nature. So I use science, I use engineering, I use eco eco uh, the knowledge of the e ecological science especially, put it into action and design the world I want to live in. all this permaculture stuff gave me really hope in a very difficult situation personally and, and humanity wise I mean personally I was always good but looking around me I was feeling so sick sometimes like all these wars and environmental destruction and this hopelessness and the hunger in the world I mean it's so sick that 100,000 people a day die by hunger so it is really a mixture between my personal life, um, my view into the world, into seeing all of this, where we kind of went into it half-conscious, I would say. If I read Freud and the other psychologists and I look on human behavior, I have to say, okay, we went into this not really conscious. And so I cannot really blame someone. I mean, one thing is we are doing, we are living in a kind of a social-psychological structure that we inherit by being born. So we are born into it, we are tamed into it, we behave like it, we believe what others tell us, we start to behave other, how others tell us to behave. And then when we get older, we know how the business works, we know how the, the game works, and then we tell our children to work the same, even if we don't really understand why we do all of that stuff. And so I, for myself, had the deep belonging to break out of this.
I went on with my bicycle to Portugal to learn to know Sepp Holzer and his work and also to learn to know of the work of Tomera, this community. And uh, I learned a lot and I also learned to know Alentejo, the southern part of Portugal, the, the, the nothing between Lisbon and Algarve. And I have to say it's much more than nothing. It's It's an amazing place. In some point by traveling, I guess a lot of travelers know that I missed home. I missed the point where I can call my home, where I can put, hang my backpack and have a bookshelf and, you know, have a own garden because I was always gardening in other people's land. And so the idea got more and more real and it started with, I want to have a little house in a little village here with a little garden where I can realize this and be still a traveling engineer for ecological um, restoration but then I met some friends and the whole year came bigger and we thought of why don't we do a bigger project and so on story short I bought a land of 11 hectares but in the beginning it was very magic we came the first time nearly at night with the, the land seller but very short then we went in with the bicycle and the next 10 times I came always with the bicycle then I started to come here with a bus but I parked it half a kilometer away and I walked in so basically the first year or so when I visited the land in the process of buying and I walked in and it's a very quiet place so the next neighbor is one and a half kilometers away or one kilometer and this is an abandoned um, farm next to an abandoned village so since 40 years besides the shepherd passing by besides the hunters passing by this is a land that's given back to wildlife to a very high degree. Not perfectly, they still they come in with machines from time to time to make the cleaning and so on, but especially the, the, the central part of the farm was not touched since 40 years. So I find trees in that age, which are everyone, every single of the trees is an own being, right? With an own soul, an own nervous system kind of they find out more and more and I guess with an own spirit and so it was not a wasteland I went into a community and this connection to the beings which are here really from the first day influences my design and I'm checking out with them which spots I can use for my, for my purpose for my design and the rest I leave. It's like a relationship and it gets deeper and you learn to know, uh, always you learn to know a new spot and a new stone laying somewhere and a, a new little inclination or a wet spot and so and And I guess they're also learning to know me better. They might have bad moments with me when I cut down a plant that was not supp supposed to be cut down. And then on the other side, they may uh, like that I do water management and they have more water available, for example. Or I speed up the 
um, successional process and they have faster good soil and so on and so forth. The term permaculture officially comes from a uh, combined word permanent agriculture or today they say permanent culture. It's a scientific way of designing and engineering a permanently working culture or sustainable culture um, that was done primarily by David Holmgren and Bill Mollison. Bill, especially Bill Mollison got famous for it. And they brought together three disciplines which normally have been separated. That was landscaping, ecology, and food production or agriculture. And the match of the three was kind of the starting. And then more and more and more and more branches and elements have been brought together. And if you look on the things we are doing, you could say, ah, he is doing organic gardening or he is doing organic building or he's doing this or that that's true but we are basically a connecting or um, science we think about the connections between the elements we think about the um, functional relations between the things simple example in the social world is if you would put a kindergarten and an elder's home together that would be a perfect match because old people like to tell stories and young people and children like to hear stories and both would be more happy, right? And you would not have to pay artificial people that now have to study in Germany, believe. To cuddle kids from four to six, you have to study. You know what I mean? So that's one example of bringing together things again. And this we do in, in ecology, this we do in technology and everywhere. We connect things and we have some own ideas. For example, here in Alentejo, I take it very regional. Um, we have a history of environmental destruction through land use techniques, plowing, um, overgrazing, and today we have a high degree of degradation. And we even, um, if you ask uh, and, uh, someone who is into geography, we are spec specified as um, a border zone of the Sahara Desert. So we are close to desertification. This led in the last 40, 50, 60 years, together with industrialization, together with modernization, that we had land fleet. So the younger generations, since a longer time here, 30, 40, 50 years, going to the cities. So we have a bleeding out of the population. We have a bleeding out of the economy. And Alentejo went into one of the poorest areas in Europe. So I speak to people, their well is drying out. One village here in the neighborhood, since three years, the whole summer, they get their water by a truck. Now they built for four million euros a piping system that brings to three villages here water from a barrage. Which I would say this is the old water paradigm. Because if you would see how much rain is getting on this land, it's <laughs> hundred times more than you can get in by a pipeline or you can get in by trucks. Just imagine one hectare of land here gets an average 600 millimeters and this is 6 million liters or 6,000 cubic meters of water. If you put in 10 cubic meters into one truck, right? so this is then per hectare 600 trucks or every day two trucks a year, the whole year round. 
And I know this one village, they have maybe 1,000 hectares. So they get 600,000 trucks, <laughs> truckloads of water every year, delivered free by the heaven, by the sky. Why do they need to import water? What's the point? with understanding the successional process in nature, the soil building process that is the regenerative process that is in the code of the life. I don't know how it, whatever life creates. I mean, I'm not such a wise person, but we can understand the process and we can guide it and we can speed it up. With the same machines, with the same machinery that at the moment is breaking it year after year, right? So I used the same bulldozers, I used the same machinery, and instead of destroying nature, I'm speeding it up like crazy. And we are in the subtropics. And once you get together water and sun and soil, and you put then seeds in the ground, it explodes. In the end, we only win the game when we all hold our hands and we all change together, right? So, I realized if I want to have a family, I have to work strong on a positive world that everyone can join. And when I'm designing, I'm not trying to make an exclusive technology. If we want peace, and peace is one of the main factors for living on the planet if we want to be sustainable. There is no worker, no, no other way than living in peace. Every other way is just horrible or ugly or also a lot of work. And building all of the weapon and so it's just a lot of work and annoying. And killing each other is also a lot of work and it's annoying. And then treating all these wounded people is annoying. And then you have all of these psychological disorders and, and so on. And it's all annoying, right? Um, so peace is a main factor and peace we only can have when we have an economy that suits everyone on this planet. And we use our resources in a way that everyone can participate. Last but not least, I want to really encourage everyone, if you're sitting now in a lockdown apartment somewhere in the world, or get positive in your thoughts, get constructive, and see your life and your surrounding as a resource. Get positive, get the shuffle in your hand, stop talking, start doing, really. Yeah. you